Welcome everyone to another episode of Full Definition, where we're exploring the fullness of life that Jesus talked about when he said the very reason that he came was so that everyone, everywhere, that's you and I, might have full life, life to the full. And here in FD, we're looking at what does that really mean? I mean, what does that actually look like in practice? And how can we get more of that in our everyday lives? I am super excited today to have with me two amazing friends of mine, Ollie and Becca, my favorite American. Yeah, your favorite All American. All my other American oh. friends, I love you so much. But I do have my favorite Get in line American. behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys so much. And it's such a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for coming um, and just being here to share with us. We're looking forward to it. And let's just start by getting to know you a little bit. Who wants to go first? Oh, ladies first, of course. Oh, such I'll a gent, go, such I'll a go gent. First. I'll go first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so brilliant to be chatting with you today. And um, as you noted, I am American. I'm from New York. I grew up in New York and lived there most of my life. And I then came just to study for a semester at Oxford, got trapped um, in the, well, just loved England, really. <laughs> loved the people, loved the culture of London. It's just so, um, such an amazing city and just wanted to come back. So um, trained as a lawyer, worked as a lawyer here, now do more ministry work for the church, um, stewardship work. And, and that's how we know you. We know you through yeah. church, so um, which was, yeah, it's, it's just an absolute pleasure. Oh, yeah, you're my favourite. <laughs> Apart from you, of course, because I'm married to you. Yeah. Over, but, um, over to you, my darling. But yeah, tell, so... tell, tell us about your illustrious history. Oh, gosh, we don't have that much time. How to describe myself? Okay, so I'm a Cornishman that left as soon as he could, moved further eastwards as time went on, started working with computers... Then worked as a nurse, and now I'm training to, uh, for ordination in the Church of England. Wow. Uh, married to Rebecca, live in London, and um, yeah, life's a journey. It's good. So good. And guys, if you ever meet Ollie in person, he gives the best hugs oh. in the whole world. No, mate, that's you true. Know? <laughs> One of the many reasons I married him. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a good hug. I'm a hugger. COVID has not been my friend. No, no. <laughs> So good. Amazing. And today, guys, we are talking about joy. Mm, yeah. Joy. And I just think this is one of the most, like, beautiful things in life when you do have it, when you do experience it. It's like, wow, it, it, it adds so much. But before we get carried away, I, I, I always get carried away with stuff. <laughs> before we get carried away, what is joy? Like, what do you guys think? I feel totally unequipped to be asked by you what is joy because mm. I'm like you personify it so much to us. <laughs> you, laughter and you like if I had to describe you in one word it would be joy so oh, I wow. think um yeah why don't you go ahead babe sure you, I, I mean you have pretty much just said a great deal that is <laughs> the epitome of what I see joy but, <laughs> but, but I, I think that like first of all joy is a choice mm. I think so yeah. often like for me, I feel that we get as people confused between joy and happiness. Oof. Yeah, yeah. No. Go on. And whereas, so joy 
is, I start with happiness. Happiness is a reaction to the situation that you're in. Mm. But joy mm. is a choice which transcends that reaction. Mm-hmm. It's something that's deeper. Uh, I feel that it's a fruit of the spirit. You know, mm-hmm. if we, in the Bible, we read about the joy of the Lord being our strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's from the soul, you know. I think mm-hmm. it's like from, from the deepest parts of ourselves that just resonates like the goodness of God, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's this inner feeling which can like be all external factors which may be like facing in our lives. I think that's what joy is for me. Yeah, yeah I think you said it really well. And I think it's interesting because that's so countercultural. I, I think if you ask, you know, people on the street, you know, what's joy? I think they would say, a lot of people would say it's synonymous with happiness. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, often used interchangeably a synonym for pleasure, really. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask what brings you joy, people will name physical pleasures. And and there is, I, I think, happiness is... A, you know, the expression of happiness is part of joy. And that's why the two are, you know, used interchangeably. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think joy is just something that just goes deeper on a spiritual level. And I think, mm. as you said, it's a choice, but it's an expression of kind of the awe and gratitude for who God is. And that's something that transcends our circumstances because if we know who he is and we know who he's, um, you know, who we are as a reflection of that, we know that he's got us, that it's just something that really can't be taken. Mm. I do think happiness, you know, it's nice to say happiness is is changeable, you know. Um, but I think joy is part of it because I was thinking about this earlier, like, it, the reason why we get joy from God's creation is because God is good. Because the reason why, you know, food yeah. tastes so good and mm. the sun feels great on our skin and mm. it's all designed to, you know, interact with our relationship with God. It's all, you know, he, he's created all this stuff for us to enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but deep joy, I think the difference between, you know, changeable happiness and, and deep joy on a spiritual level, is mm. just that one that can be um, transcend circumstances. Mm. So good, so good. I love it. I love it. I was thinking about it as well. I love what you said about the sort of the distinction between joy and happiness because yeah, you're so right. Like it, it very often does sort of get you know used interchangeably. And I think as you were saying, Ollie, like joy is something a bit deeper. Something for me, I felt is that. Well, there's two things. There's one that I don't know what you guys think about it. So I, I, I love having people. I'm so glad to have guests, guys. Woo! Yeah, we're happy to be here. This is, this is, a, this is a great honor. You know? <laughs> so good. So I love to hear what you think about this because I was thinking about it and I thought joy has an element of a future hope of good continuing. Mm. I, I, I'll give an example. So like, let's say, Becca, you got a present from Ollie. And that present, at the moment, receiving that present gives you happiness because it's, it's, it's that experience, it's that circumstance, you're happy. Yeah. But there's something about the giving of the present that is a confirmation of his love for you mm. that you're looking forward to yeah. enjoying yeah. in the future. And I think that's linked with sort of that, that almost the connection to a truth that you believe. I believe he loves me. And this is a confirmation of that mm. belief. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I see it carrying on in the future and... and 
that gives me joy sort of going yeah. forward in a way, which I just think is, is something about that joy l- looks beyond, I, I, I almost mm. like to say, it's got a hint of eternity in it. Mm. It does. Um, yeah. Whereas happiness is sort of like right now, right in the moment, it's just this thing that's happening mm. externally. Mm. But as you were saying, Oli, like joy is sort of deeper I- inside from within us. It's just so, so good. So yeah, yeah. Like you said, it goes beyond what's happening yeah. to us. Yeah. And, you know, way beyond what we can feel is that knowing that God is good yeah. and he has good plans and he has, you know, he's watching over us. And, and that, I, I just think it's yeah, mm. so, so amazing. But, I mean, even if you think about like Jesus, for example, I think, mm. it, I think it's um, Hebrews 12, which says that because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross mm, mm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. then be set at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. And as you say, I think with your with your story, it's like it's joy, but we go. It doesn't like his circumstance like he's about yeah. to go through. Yeah. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about the joy of the longevity of being with the Father mm. in eternity. I think it's it's counterintuitive. I think that's what you're saying is that, that joy can be counterintuitive. Joy yeah. can be intuitive, but it can also be counterintuitive. It can be totally countercultural to be to feel happiness or peace at a time when you're you're being challenged in the physical. Mm. So, um, you know, for example, I would say I before I was a Christian, a minor inconvenience would rock me and create such discord in me and complaining mm. in me. Mm. Whereas now major things that happen in life just don't throw me. I have that counterintuitive. So you have that so inner yeah. that inner lighting. And the, like I think that's the difference. You yeah. see um so good. Yeah. That, that strong foundation. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And we're coming onto it now. Like you know, looking at what gives us joy? Like the source of our joy. Oh, like, what, 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 what gives you joy? Well, you know, what are those things? Well, <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about it this morning mm-hmm. um, as I was because it's like because it's so hard, isn't it? Because it's like as we were saying before, like yes. separating joy and happiness. It's like, yeah. well, what makes me happy? It's like, well, okay, is that the same thing that gives me joy? And I was just thinking about it, and I think the things that give me joy is things like knowing that I'm loved, mm. knowing that, you know, Rebecca loves me, knowing mm. that God loves me, and that that peace which that gives mm. is just so good. But I also think it's like the simple things in life. Mm. Like this morning I was sat, we, we, so we have, a, we have a garden, a bit of decking, and we've got some lavender which sits out the back. And I was just watching the bees, like getting the pollen from the lavender this morning. Yeah. And that just actually gave me such great joy just watching yeah. nature yeah. doing what nature does because mm. it was so peaceful and it's it's that counter countercultural thing about like the things that we are told make us happy yeah you know a better job more money a yeah. bigger house yeah. you know being in this this beautiful relationship with or however many relationships and whatever that means yeah like actually it's 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 not that, but the simple things. And mm. it reminds me that actually I also get joy when I worship. Like I'm really excited that mm. we're able to actually like sing in person at church again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually like singing out worship. I just remember from before lockdown, it's like actually 
being in that true space of worship just gives me so much joy. Mm. And that kind of makes me think about how, you know, we were designed to worship God. Like we were designed in that space. Like Mm -hmm. no matter, so if you take the Garden of Eden, for example, no matter how you look at it, whether it be like, like that actually happened or whether it's a poem or something else, Mm. like the concept is that we were designed to be in presence with God and just to dwell in that space. And that, to me, is joy. But the world calls us into all these other things, which removes that joy, where Mm -hmm. I just want to go back into that presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think think that's that's my my joyful place, I suppose. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't, I think happiness is almost a symptom of joy, if if you know what I mean. Like, it's it's not, uh, because I was thinking, like, when you say what brings you joy, like, Mm. You know, you you think of things like your loved ones. You think of things like, um, you know, I don't know, like really good food and chocolate and all those pleasure things. And again, I think, you know, it's like a that's like a subset of joy almost. It's it's not the whole thing, but it's mm-hmm. part of it because God's a, a father who's created a, a world where there are you know there are many pleasures and things that are are joyful music and things like that for example um or you know expressions of joy um can bring us happiness and and i think um you know it's it's all tied in together when when others express happiness you know when you hear someone express expressing joy it brings us happiness if mm. someone is expressing joy in cooking for you um, you know, that's like we say you could taste the love in something, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if someone's expressing their joy in food they cook for you, mm. you're going to feel happiness. For, it's like a byproduct mm-hmm. um, rather than the source. Yeah. So yeah. so I think they, are, they are interested. I can't I, I can say, you know, joy is kind of shared and happiness is an element of it. Mm. But when I think about kind of like deep joy, like times where like I felt you know, so, so such a level of happiness that I felt like I might like leave my body. I, I always think of kind of like, I, I think of like our wedding day. And I think there was just this mm. moment before um, I walked down the aisle when I was just in the like the church doors um, and I could see out, but no one could see me. And I remember like, it, it was just such a moment where, um, and my, my friends, my bridesmaid, Laura just went, let's just pray for us. And we, we prayed in that moment. And I remember, you know, I can rem- I remember that moment very vividly because it was a moment that I realized how faithful God is mm. and how good he is. And, and there's various, you know, reasons. I think, you know, God is really in our relationship and at the core of our relationship mm. and that's it. But God had asked me kind of around the time I was dating, I, I'm, I'm a serial dater. I wanted to date loads. Um, I, if you you know that sounds extreme, but if you've ever dated in London, um, you might know. Yeah. 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 You know, to, you can feel like you, it's easy to feel like it's a numbers game. Like mm-hmm. if I just date somebody, and 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 you know, I was I'm a Christian and I want to date Christians, but. I was like, come on, we got to line these guys up. Let's get it. Yeah, you know, it. let's let's get these dates going so we can find the one. Turn and, through the wheel. Yeah. And I, <laughs> there was a time where I really had to exercise self-control because I felt God saying, like, pump the brakes, don't date anyone for a while. And I was like, oh, but Lord, you know, marriage is holy and I want to f- get married and I want to find... And, and God was like, no, just pump the brakes, don't date anyone for a while. And I was obedient in that, but it took a lot... 
I mean, it took, I was used to going on three or four dates a week, you know, like getting out there in London. I'm like, like just like the whole vibe of it. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. for a while and I waited and it, it, I, I was actually in a relationship at the time where I would have been dating and then he came out of it. And it, so like, I just got so much joy out yeah. of knowing that when, you know, the obedience was there that God, I I think it's like what you were saying, like God gave me that gift Mm -hmm. and it was like a confirmation of, um, you know, that I'm on the right path, that I'm on the right, you know, that he has good plans for my life Mm -hmm. and that if I walk with him, that if I'm obedient, that I follow him, I'm going to see good things happen, you know, and, and eventually towards glory that yeah. kind of otherness mm-hmm. that neck you know there's something of eternity in yeah. it yeah. um so i yeah. think that's that's what brings each joy. so good so good i love it <laughs> i love it you know there was there was something i read um in proverbs which i saw which, which 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 again kind of connected with one of the things that i that i think also gives me joy is doing what i'm passionate about like having this conversation having 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 this conversation with you guys it gives me so much joy. I was telling earlier when I was coming here, I was excited about it. I was like, yeah, this is going to be so good. And, and there's something in Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 21, which says that a little bit of that verse 15, it says that it is joy for the just to do justice. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I was like, it's joy for the just to do justice. Mm-hmm. And there's that connection of if you're a just person, your heart thirsts and longs to see justice. And so when you do that justice, it's so much joy, right? You're like, wow, Mm. this is good. And there was something else, I was actually talking to Oli about it, that God told me on the way here, (laughs) which was so good. I was to be like, oh, I'm driving. I better like, you know, make sure I keep myself going. Crash, yeah. yeah, Be very careful, but it was in Luke, it was in Luke, 10 um where you know jesus sends his disciples off and says you know you guys go now you guys go and do this he sort of empowers them and says you guys go and preach and they come back and they're you're filled with so much joy right because they've seen miracles they've seen people respond to the gospel they've seen all these good things and they come back and they say to jesus like even the unclean spirits are subject to us in your name and they're so excited and jesus says to them something which is really interesting he says don't be you know, overjoyed. Don't, don't, don't derive, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> don't derive your joy from the fact that the unclean spirits are obeying you in my name. No, 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 no it's not about that. Mm. The fact that the unclean spirits are obeying you in my name is confirmation that your name is registered in heaven. Okay, now that is the thing that you should get your joy from. And I was like, oh my goodness, wow. yes, come on. So, you know, sometimes... Sometimes I look at it in, in terms of the positive and the negative element of things, right? Mm-hmm. You can look at something and think, oh, wow, I have authority. I have power over versus the other side of it is actually this authority that I have is just, a, you know, a natural outplaying of the fact mm-hmm. that I, you know, you know, so I mean, you think of someone who's like a lawyer or someone who's like putting away the bad guys, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's good. But don't derive your joy from locking away the bad guys. Derive your joy from helping the innocent guys find justice. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. It's, that, it's that whole thing of like, I could easily become one of these. I feel like, you know, I feel like I have um, compassion or empathy mm-hmm. for the Pharisees. 
because they they derived joy from seeing that the law was obeyed rather than seeing that God was loved. Mm. Did you see that distinction? Yeah. And, and it's, it's the, I want to get that joy from seeing people really just love God and enjoy God and be free. And that's what Jesus kept saying to them. But you need to understand what this is. I desire mercy, mm. not judgment. And I just think, wow. Yeah. So, so is, for, is that challenge of the sort of looking at what am I getting joy from? Because you could get a kick out of putting bad guys away. Hey, it's a good thing to, you know, to, to mm. say, this, this guy did something really bad and I'm, I'm working to make sure he... But God is saying, no, you're working to make sure that people are free. Yeah. You're working to make sure people are healed. You're working to make sure no one has to suffer. Oh, that's the joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just felt that was a good message from that verse, which I just felt, oh, the second. Oh. Yeah. yeah very good. <laughs> Mate, you're bringing the gold. This is awesome. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so but, but what is joy? The presence of joy. I think we touched on it a little bit, actually. You, you're talking about it. What does the presence of joy do in our lives? Yeah. What do you think, Becca? Um, I think <laughs> I think it's a game changer. Mm. Um, it 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 makes us more grateful. It it, it releases gratitude in, in in us, um, which becomes kind of then this virtuous cycle of, of gratitude and joy and gratitude and joy. Um, it wakes us up to small miracles around us. I think mm-hmm. what Ollie, you were saying about kind of watching the bees, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you could, you know, someone could look at that and think, oh, look at all these bees, you know, they're probably going to sting me. Or, you know, you, <laughs> you, you can have, oftentimes what we're looking at tells us and, and, and our reaction to it tells us more about ourselves than the actual thing so and when we're filled with joy mm. i think um it just makes us it makes us more present and mm-hmm. and more able to express gratitude in the present i think um before i became a christian i really struggled with negativity and and self-pity and i'd say um you know like you get those kind of Facebook memories and on social media posts or, you know, you get what you were posting 10 years ago. (laughs) I can definitely see in my life the period at which I became a Christian and I stopped. um, I started honestly being filled with more joy and gratitude. And, um, and that's the, the change that joy does in us. It just, it just changes our outlook. Mm. Um, and I would say, you know, I'm more patient, more gracious. I have more gratitude for small things. I'm less likely to be critical of others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can taste something or look at a, a piece of art or, you know, the world doesn't need more critics. Um, <laughs> and, and when you have joy in you, yeah. you see, you just see more of the good in other people. You assume the best of other people instead of, you mm-hmm. know, I'd say now, like if someone cuts us off in traffic, I, I'm more likely to excuse that in them and say, I'll go to Ollie. You know what? I bet they're running late for something really important. Or I bet, that, you know. That's generally because I'm kicking off. I bet I, I, I don't have the same perspective at that moment. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Driving. I'll go. I bet that, I bet that guy's wife just went into labor and he's on his way to the hospital. I bet, you know, he's just found out, you know, his, his child's sick or that, you know, he, he's going to get fired if he doesn't get to 
somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I'll excuse things in other people that I wouldn't before. Yeah. I'll, I'll be less critical. And um, one of the interesting, like, even I noticed, you know, since becoming a Christian years ago, that the emojis, my most used emojis mm-hmm. in when I was texting, yeah. changed Ooh, from the, you know, the little crying face or yeah. the pouty face or the whatever to the smiling face, the laughing face, <laughs> the, the silly faces. And I think that's like, you know, that's a testament to, how, you know, it wasn't of my own will and strength. Mm. It's just the joy and the peace that comes, you know, with knowing Jesus and that, having that relationship. It's like living, living loved, I'd say. Mm. Oh, that's good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I say maybe I I should have gone first. Uh, (laughs) That's the gold right there. I know, right? Oh, good. Um, What does joy do in us? I think think it helps us to endure. Mm. I think because life isn't always happy. Yeah. You know, it's not always good things that comes our way. There are bad things that come our way. But I think joy helps us to endure those bad things, there's negative things. I think, Becky, you put it wonderfully in the sense that, you know, before you're Christian, the things that used to rock you, like from that foundation, were really small compared to the things which we can deal with now that we have faith and that Mm -hmm. joy. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of infuses us with this sense of comfort and wraps us in peace. Like You can deal with whatever you're facing with, but I think with, you know... You plus God mm-hmm. is the majority, no matter what you're facing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know? But it's just that reminder that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible tells us that he's our strength. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a self-generating joy. It's something that yeah. I get from God. Yeah. Because I can't create it in myself. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, the Bible says it's a fruit of the Spirit, which God gives us. Yeah. And so if it's a fruit of the Spirit... I'm going to ask for it because I want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm because I'm asking, I also, from reading the Bible, believe that God is going to give it to me because I trust that he's a good father yeah. and he's going to give good gifts to his children. I think that's, um, I think it says in John 15 says that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of, it brings up all these positive things because it kind of aligns us with the ways of God. I think, as you were saying before, like just people want justice, yeah. But in the also like it's the same with mercy. Mm-hmm. It's the same with like gratitude. Like there's so many elements of what it is to live a good and whole life, mm-hmm. which come from God, and it just aligns all these things. And I think joy is like a foundation block to that. So good. Well, this is full definition. We're talking about full life, so like, we're in the right space for this. Absolutely love it. And I mean, yeah, you, you, exactly what you were saying. I love it. Is that we don't we don't always go through happy experiences. Like that's the reality of of this world. And Jesus didn't pretend like it wasn't going to be. He said, "No, in this life you will have troubles. You know, there's going to be tough times." Mm. But He has overcome the world, and, and that should give us joy. That that and that finding ourselves in Jesus in this world is like, yes, I, I have that joy. But you said something only which I which I found interesting, and maybe I want to talk about a little bit is Mm. that joy is a choice that we make and like when you're going through hard times practically speaking like like, you know Mm. 
how do you make that choice? How do you make that choice? <laughs> I think it's I means it's definitely a, a conscious effort. I think sometimes I find myself I find I catch myself feeling like certain negative ways about mm. situations. I feel like what I'm facing is beyond what I can deal with. And my initial response to that is like, I have no idea how we're gonna get through this. Yeah. Like, so we, we've, we've had like quite a rocky last couple of months with things that we've had to face. And because this joy isn't self-generating, like we've had to bring these things to God mm. and we've had to be in a, in a community that loves us, that cares for us, that we can speak to about these things and be honest yeah. and say, look, I'm really struggling. I need help. And the prayer which we receive and the, the love which we get from those around us mm build this protective wall against what we're dealing with. Yeah. But we know because we look back and we see that God has fulfilled those mountains that we've demolished. Mm -hmm. And so if God can demolish those mountains, yeah. there's nothing to say he cannot demolish this thing that which we are facing. Mm. And, you know, we've been testament to that. We've had these mountains, we've brought it to God, mm -hmm. and God has said, I got this. And we're like, are you sure though? It's a pretty big mountain. Like I just, I, I don't see how you yeah. can do this. Yeah. And he, and it's, um, it's a bit like, you know, you know, those like little clips where the guy goes, hold my beer while he goes and does that crazy thing. You're just about to say, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a bit like a holy version of that. And God just says, just like, oh, hold on a sec. Let me, let me show you how I can deal with this. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that story, that dialogue, and that like journey that we go along, that mm. proof, just like the joy of knowing that God is good, yeah. that he's got our back, yeah. that he is all-powerful, that he is all-faithful, that he mm. loves us, and he will do the things that he has promised. Yeah. How can you not find joy in that? Oh my goodness, so good. So much gold, you see? This is why I'm so glad I'm not doing this on my own. <laughs> I mean, so much. I mean, I just want to try and pull out a few things that you said there. One, you plus God is always a majority. Boom! Come on. <laughs> no matter what you're facing, no matter what armor you're facing, it's like you plus God is always a majority. I love that. And then, and then, just like looking at joy is not self-generated. So good, so good. There's a, there's a verse in somewhere in John 14 or 15. Mm. Jesus says, "I have told you these things so that." my joy will abide in you. It's not self-generated. It's mm -hmm. like you you get it from him and you can't get it alone. It's one of those things that you were saying, you have to have community. You have to have relationship. Mm -hmm. If you're living on your own on an island somewhere and you don't know God and you don't know anyone and you're just there, it's going to be hard to find yeah. joy. You know, yeah. you know? So it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, wow, you need this community. You need God pouring his joy into you. And then he says, so that your joy would be full. I love, I love mm. that. That's, that's, that's God. I want full joy. Amen. <laughs> How about you, Meg? What do you, what do you yeah, think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with everything Ollie said. And I think no one feels 
happy all the time and that mm. has to be okay. And I think it's natural, like you were saying, Jesus actually says, we're going to have trouble in this world. Yeah. But but he says, take heart because mm. I've overcome mm. this world. Mm-hmm. And the world's fallen and, and it's, you know, it's great. When we talk about joy in the happy times, it's always like an overflow, you know, get the confetti cannons out, <laughs> get the, you know, the balloon drop in church on Easter Sunday, yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. thinking of, of joy. And, and, but sometimes, um, you know, I've been through some really difficult times where you go to church and you are, um, you're not feeling joyous and they kind mm. of drop the confetti on you and you're like, oh, great. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're... I'm my hair. <laughs> right. it's just, it's, the cafe's got everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I think um, when we find ourselves without joy, we kind of need to, to check on why that is. Mm. And I think sometimes there are... Um, we, we might feel a lack of joy because something's not quite right in our life and we need to move something or, you know, God's, that's, it's a symptom of God trying to move us on. I had a time where I was really feeling very unjoyful in my career and my job. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and it, you know, that was a symptom of God wanting to move me on to something <laughs> else, to change of a career. Yeah. And, and I think that that was a good thing. But also, you know, we live in a fallen world where there's just like sickness. And, you know, when you look at COVID and things, it's, you know, it, it can feel a bit trite and it can feel a little bit, um, you know, it can hurt some people to be like, well, you should be joyful because you're a Christian yeah. Yeah. when they're experiencing, you know, poverty, sickness, mm-hmm. horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I think... There's a point that I want to make that's like some things we leave at the foot of the cross, you know, as a sacrifice. You know, we lay down things in this world. But some things we just, we have to put down because they're just too heavy for us to hold. Mm, yeah. And and I think when, you know, if someone's child's sick, if someone's, you know, the, the way that you can find your way back to joy and it's and happiness is is to lay lay those things down at, at the foot of the cross and we you know I've had health problems this year um quite some scary things possibly life threatening things mm-hmm. and I you know they're just too heavy for me to hold yeah. and in order to maintain my joy I just have to you know almost visualize taking that off my shoulders and mm-hmm. laying it at the foot of the cross mm-hmm. you know not mm-hmm. out of sacrifice out of necessity <laughs> <laughs> out of necessity yeah. out of it, yeah. and it is it's a power you know it's an act of self-compassion mm-hmm. to spend time with Jesus mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's not you know you're not doing you're you know God of course God enjoys being with us because we're his children yes. but you know it's for you too it's an act of <laughs> it's, it's self-care to yeah. be with Jesus yeah. and I think um, community is also just so key to it because yeah. I think what have I've particularly noticed kind of in my I'm a millennial in our generation that people um, when things are going really good in their lives yeah. and they're like going out for work drinks and you know they're going on vacation with their non-christian friends and all that stuff they kind of forget about church and it can be easy to put it on the back burner yeah. to forget about the church yeah. community yeah. but what happens is when you find yourself in a place where you're lacking joy when you're in you know depression or when you're in the ho- a hospital bed or 
when you, you know, you've suffered a bereavement, mm. suddenly you go, oh, yeah, church. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah church community. Yeah. Because guess what? Like the fellows that were, you know, keen to go out for a beer at work are not necessarily going to meet your needs in the same way that the church mm. will. Mm. Um, and so I think it's important for us to build, you know, continue to invest in the church community and things when things are going well, because that is really, you know, the safety net when things so are good. not going well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of, you know, when you find yourself without joys, you have, you know, God to turn to, but that you also have a community of other believers that are going to speak truth into your situation mm-hmm. and speak, you know, people will, will sometimes speak prophetically over you, pray mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. just be with you in a way in a church community that it just doesn't really exist in the mm. secular world. So I think that's an important point. Fire. Yeah, it's mate. fire. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Love it. So good. I, saw you, I, mean, I just want to yeah, pull out again what you were saying there that like being surrounded by the church community, like that that actual, and then, and then always at the end there, people who can speak truth into, because very often when we go through hard times, it can be hard to see. Mm. You know, something that we have been sort of known, oh, this is true. This is true. When we go through a hard time, it's hard to see the truth sometimes. Mm. And you need those people who can lovingly sort of surround you and remind you, hey, mm. you know, this is true. And even when you can't see it, I'm here. And, and you know, there's that there's that proverb that, uh, I don't know if it's a proverb actually, as a verse somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> scripture. Yes, yeah, somewhere it says, you know, two are better than one. If one falls down, yeah. you know, mm. the other one can pick help the other up but i just think that 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 just kind of sums up you know that community thing is like look we're not always going to be strong you might be used to being the tough one the strong one the one who always makes it through the one who's always given a helping hand to other people but at some point you're going to be that person who needs help oh yeah yeah at some point you're going to be that person who can't see the truth at some point you're going to be that person who's like i don't even want to be around people now Mm. um you know but but you need that community you know, the, the, one, of the, one of the things that I think, you know, the enemy likes to, to use to attack us is to make us feel we're alone. Mm-hmm. Is that isolation? Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. You know, you're alone. No one gets you. The, you know, it's, it's yeah. all those sort of thoughts spiraling through. And anyone battling with those thoughts, it's just not true. You're not alone. Even if there's no human beside you, Jesus <laughs> does not need. Yeah. He doesn't need a body anymore. That's why he's in his spirit. You know, to be to be in us. Mm. And what you're saying only at the beginning, it's the fruit of the spirit, which is just so good when you have the spirit and, and fruit grows. Good news. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's great news. Mm. So it's gonna increase in our lives. And that's that's the real that's the real hope. That's the real hope. I love this. It's been so amazing. I've loved it. Anything else. I mean there's so much gold. I don't wanna live in anything else. Anything else that you you know resonated with you guys that you wanted to talk about or joy yeah. or I think the impact that it has on your community as well. Mm -hmm. I think, um, Mm -hmm. I think you, we, we underestimate the, um, the influence that we have on our surroundings and how, if you are joyful, it, it, one person can change, you know, a work team, a family, an Mm -hmm. environment, um, one joyful person, it, it, joy multiplies. Joy mm-hmm. always is multiplying. Mm-hmm. And I think also complaint multiplies. Ooh. And so if you're a critic <laughs> and you're a complainer 
and you're um, you're a negative person, you're going to multiply that in your team. Mm, if you're joyful, so if you're yeah, if, yeah. If, if you're positive, if you find, um, you know, ways of dealing with things that are, you know, uh, reconcile people mm. um, and the joy will overflow. And soon, you know, you'll find that you're you're like you're living in a more positive environment and yeah. and life yeah. and so i think that has the power to transform we each have the power to transform at least our home our friendship group and our workplace and so i think good. um joy is a huge huge part of you know think about what you bring you know not just you know in your gratitude to god but in your in your gratitude to your co-workers I in your gratitude this. to your you know whoever you live with your flatmates your spouse your whatever it is i think that that can be it can be a community game changer mm, so good joy multiplies and you can bring joy put that on your cv <laughs> i hope you bring to this team I bring joy. Yes. Come on. Yes. You can <laughs> definitely put that on your seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. You know, I, I, I love that. We, we, we can bless our community with joy. Mm. You know, that's the, that's the amazing thing. It's not, w- w- there'll be times when we need to, you know, be refilled with joy. But also, when we're joyful, we can spill over. We can pour into other, other people and share the joy. I love it. That's what this whole thing's about. We're not alone. We're in community with mm. each other. So good. I love it. Oh, wait, what, you, what about you? <laughs> cool. Now you, how, how can you go off the end of that? That's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think you're right. It, it's like together mm. we are stronger. If, if Jesus is the joy of the world mm-hmm. and if Jesus is living in us mm. and that we are joyful, that's contagious. Yeah, that's something yeah. which we share, not just in our community, but with the world. Very good. And it's that invitation to be proximate to people, mm-hmm. because you know people are going to like go, well, "Why on earth are you so happy?" Yeah. It's like, let me tell you about it. <laughs> you know, and it's this building each other up in community and praying for one another. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like creating that that space to be honest and vulnerable mm-hmm. and accountable yeah. to how we're actually feeling. Yeah. Like it's, it's sometimes when you go into the workspace and people are like, go, how are you doing? Oh yeah, I'm great. <laughs> and you know, they're not great, Yeah. but they say, it. it's just like, well, how about if as Christians, we created a community where we can actually say, do you know what? Actually, I'm not doing so great mm. at the moment because of this. Yeah. And then as we were saying before, it's like, well, others can speak truth into that situation to Um, build you up, to actually then help you get back on your feet, Mm. understand who you are as an adopted son and daughter of God and continue in the fullness of what he has called you to be. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think it's also a form of almost social banking. Almost, when, you, you know what I mean? You, it, it really is because people often think, well, um, you know, if I have to be nice all the time or, you know, I'm just going to get used, I'm giving it all away. You know, you can, obviously we've got a, a source and, you know, Ollie was saying, you know, it's not self-generating. Yeah. We've got a source. If you try to do it in your own strength, be joyful 
beautiful all the time. Oh. You are gonna you're gonna end up like with that grimace on your face, yeah. like uh, <laughs> like you know you're probably gonna have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. But if it's that it's it's obviously drawing that source from God, but mm. also when we give it out to those around us. You know, it plants like a seed in them. It grows in them. Mm. And then when we're lacking, when we go through that desert time, that time of not having, you know, we all go through times where we're less fruitful. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can share in what we've already planted in others. So it's, you know, it's not just, okay, I'm going to be a doormat and be nice to everyone and joyful all the time. Um, It's it's like planting good seeds so you can, you can, Mm. you will share in the fruit later mm-hmm. on <laughs> I love that I love that so it's a so it's, it's a joy and being joyful with community is not just about pouring out it's, it's about the exchange of it yeah mm. it's about the exchange of it right and and that's the kind of community you want to be you, you love to be part of it. I mean anybody would love to be part of that kind of joy exchange community yeah. where you're supporting each other building each other up as you said and all this kind of stuff it's so amazing so good all right, guys. I mean, I, I love this. I could keep going, oh, but this has been amazing. <laughs> I just think anyone who's listening out there, you know, whether you're going through the best experience of your life right now, you're going through the, the hardest experience you've ever been through. Yeah. Like, don't go through it alone. Jesus loves you. Find family who loves you. If you don't know Jesus, find someone who maybe does. Just find people who love you, right? Yeah. Like, genuinely love you and can surround you with truth you know, and, and encourage you and build you up. So good. Thank you so much, oh, Holly and Becca. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thanks it's for having so us. It's been so amazing. Guys, God bless you.